bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Happy Friday. It is the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Thank you for joining us. We are live from the first United Bank studio. Three full hours with us. We'll take you all the way up to 3 o'clock. We'll get into plenty of conference championship weekend. Texas Tech basketball as they fall in overtime to Butler yesterday. 103 to 95. A little Dallas Cowboys talk. They were victorious over the Seahawks. We'll get into all of that in hours one through three. We uh, are live from the First United Bank studio. You can reach us on the Visual Edge IT hotline. That number is 806 771 Ready and open for you if you so choose. You can also hit us up on the Yates Forum Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, all of that. Welcome there. Take us anywhere with the mobile app. That's brought to you by Happy State Bank. We are also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube. Clint Scott, Chris Sneed, Brennan Riker. <clears throat> hey, yo, Sneeder. What's up? What's up, Sneed? I'm having a great morning. That's not great. I'm not having a great morning. Let me tell you, right. I am not having a great morning. <laughs> mm. Man. <laughs> Uh, I'm kind of in powder keg-ish territory right now. That's not so, good. No, it's not. So we need to uh, like no, no. Water down know, the I, area. I, need to, I just need to. This is actually cathartic for me right now to be here yeah. in this hour of radio. Yeah, well, that's good. Well, I'm glad we can I, do that, and be, we can. I need to be doing this hour of radio, and I want to try to enjoy it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm kind of, you know, you're kind of just right there. Yeah, <laughs> you feel like yeah, on the edge. Right. Yeah. Hey, we'll uh, hour number one mm-hmm. for a Friday means we have a lot of stuff to accomplish. Okay. Uh, one, you and I will be going head to head and take versus take in ten minutes, which means BPE has the questions. Okay. I don't think you haven't experienced a BPE round of take versus take. I have no idea nope. where we're about to go. Nope. You I never know with that segment. But really, with Brennan driving the car, okay, who knows? This is usually an Estenson this production, is, right? Yes, yeah, a Friday okay. Sneed, yeah. by the way. Yeah, which well, is I mean, exciting. So, uh, uh, newsflash, I don't have the SEC championship game. So <laughs> there's that. I was Yesterday after you left, somebody texted in, uh, what game do you have this weekend? And uh, I don't know if it was sarcastic uh, or if it was just you know a general question. I mean, yeah. And I was like, well, it would only be one. And he didn't have it, <laughs> so that doesn't that doesn't mean I'm. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I I don't. This is the sad part of us right now, officials. We don't know. You could be done. I could be done for 2023. I could have taken off my uniform for the last time, mm-hmm. and uh, or I could be going somewhere else, and I could be going somewhere everywhere from December 16th all the way up to January 2nd. I think so. Don't know. What do you uh, what do you make of this conference championship? It seems it seems volatile this weekend because we kind of dove into it a little bit on Wednesday. Yeah, like the, you have eight teams that legitimately could make the playoff, and mm-hmm. it feels like typically when you get to this point of the year, you know maybe maybe six, maybe six, but really it's it feels like you got like five, and they're all doing the. Three through five are like we, we we may need some help, and that's not counting the 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 liberty liberties of the world who are bouncing around there at at twelve and zero with the possibility mm-hmm. of being thirteen and zero, and you know just yeah. That's, I mean, I just think this is this is the like the Cincinnati talk. From yeah. the other, this is th- this would be the worst year, and of course it's the final one where you have four, mm-hmm. but this would be. Since the like the inception of the four team playoff, this would be the worst year to be a group of five who's like, hey, you know, if we're undefeated, maybe they let us in. Eh. I don't. I think yeah, they're going to not, scoff this, at you. Friend. Yeah, this could be. The, the The funny part about it is, it doesn't take long. You know, people are saying, "I want chaos." It doesn't take much to get to chaos. I mean, mm-hmm. you. 
there's there's one particular outcome that could happen tomorrow at at, at three p.m. Mm-hmm. If that if the if the outcome that one particular outcome happens there, this entire thing is a mess. Is a bleep show, and it could be chaotic. Now, just you- and give. I tell you what. I mean, let Oregon beat Washington. Let let Iowa beat Michigan. Let let Bama beat Georgia. Let Louisville beat Florida State. And all of a sudden, you have no undefeated teams except for Liberty. Man, what would you? This we haven't asked this question because it's just. I mean, it's so far off base. It's not going to happen. But what if every single now, I say underdog, but Oregon is the favorite in their game. Mm-hmm. But every single team that has a loss going up and undefeated, if they if all five won, what, what, what do you do? You say you what have do you eight do? teams. All of a sudden, you have like 12 teams that are like, hey, what about us? Because now Ohio yeah. State's back there going, hey, guys, what I about mean, us? That would be... And then, and then that, you have that a would be two ultimate loss, chaos. Have, I don't even know how you handle you that. You have a two-loss Iowa now. In the discussion, yeah, but I they mean, just, uh, yeah, I know, but they just knocked off undefeated and third-ranked <laughs> Michigan, second-ranked Michigan, second-ranked Michigan, yeah. second-ranked so Michigan. That's they're gonna go from six, sixteen to five. Oh man, I mean, I mean, are they in the? Are they that far up in the discussion now? Okay, so this is just for, so the 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 one, if if all of the teams with a loss beat the undefeateds or like put in the undefeated put in the uh, underdogs mm-hmm. as well conversation. If all of those won, Alabama would for sure be in. Would they? I would. Oh, yeah, I would think so. If if, if Oklahoma's... Okay, so if you're... if Again, this is... Well, I don't think this well, is happening. Well, let me, let me just say it like this. Oregon would be the first one for sure in. If, if all... If everyone that's undefeated gets beat, the answer to that question is yes. Yeah, I'm going if like everyone, way ridiculous here. If everyone... If Bama is the only one... And all the other undefeateds win. I don't think you have an SEC team in the Final Four. That is in that. See, that is interesting. The, the I don't isolated. think you have an, I don't think if if you have Florida State win, Michigan win, Washington win, Georgia loses. I don't think you have a. I don't think you have an SEC team in there because you can't just say Alabama goes because Texas. If Texas wins, Texas is back. They're going. Hey, we beat those guys by double digits in their place. So I, how does how does how does Alabama get there? And that's a realistic. A, I mean, that is a I mean realistic. The, 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 like the ridiculous stuff I'm throwing out over here just for fun. That's a like that There's, legitimately is a conversation you could have uh, after this because weekend. Re, I mean, I mean, I officially don't have any opinion on sure. the game on Saturday um, in in Georgia, but uh, it's going to be one I'm going to be paying very close attention to. I think it it would tell you. One of two things, because um, they would be going off of the weight of actually saying head-to-head matters, mm-hmm. um, or they would go the other way and say, "We know you won that head-to-head matchup, but we still put more weight in this conference over this conference." Yeah, well, if that's the case, then then we'll all start doing it like that conference does, and there will be no big intersectional Power Five games. Why mm. why play if they don't matter? Yeah. Give me three cupcakes. I, I four I, cupcakes if you're if you're like some conferences. I got to be honest, and I'm not like all of a sudden going, boy. I hope actually they take back the 12 team playoff and we just stay at four. But this is the most interesting, I guess, ending for the 14 playoff that you could have because I I, I haven't been drawn in as much with uh, past years and heading into Selection Sunday as I am. This weekend, it is the bottom line 100.7, the score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7, the score. All right. Take versus take on the other side. Steve and I are tied at one apiece, which means one more question from Brennan. Take it away. All right, my final question will we'll step aside from the sports. Mm. What is one Christmas song that everybody loves? Everybody loves it, 
but you you hate it. You can't stand to listen to it. What is that Ooh. song and why? Ooh. Do I have to go start first? with Sneak? <laughs> God, oh, you don't got to say that. Um, because I, I love some Christmas music. Um, uh, I feel like I like it more in general now than what I used to. I never... I never flat out hated Christmas music, but there, I wasn't just like I if I if I don't hear Christmas music in the month of December, I will just fade away. I feel like now, like I enjoy it as a whole more. Uh, let's see. You know, you, you know what uh, one I don't really like that everyone seems to like: White Christmas. Oh yeah, really? yeah, especially the Bing Crosby ones. Man, yeah. yeah. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, especially the Bing Crosby one. You know, when he starts mm-hmm. whistling in the middle. <laughs> you know, in the middle of that deal. Turns into a Bing bird. Yeah, I was like, what is it? He's like, he's like bellowing it out. I'm not a big fan of that. No, I'll tell you what I love. I love me some Mariah Carey. Oh, that was- all I want for Christmas is you. That is put it on repeat. Can I? Because I feel like Can that I song. Give you your I feel song? like that song gets a lot more hate now. So I don't know. I, love I guess it's still song. popular because you still play it. But I feel like I run into more people that are like me, where they hear like the starting into it, and they're just like screaming. No blood is starting to just spout from their ears like a fountain. They're just melting. Mm-hmm. They're just melting like the Wizard of Oz witch. The problem I mean, isn't the song; it's how often the song is played. Oh yeah, I think I totally agree. Cool. Yeah, and but I don't. Can I use that one? Yeah, you can use it because I've got I, two. I, I mean, I've got I've got a second <laughs> one too. I mean, actually, you got three. Because that's my number one song that I, like I just can't stand it now. And again, the biggest part is, I mean, that's the I, I hear it so much. Mm-hmm. It's like haunting. How much I hear it. Um, I love it, man. And so, I got, I've got a Christmas playlist, and I bet you it's number yeah. one on it right now. I would, I want to go right here. The Mariah Carey song doesn't drive me as nuts as it does everyone. I don't like listening to it on repeat. <sighs> My I still Christmas think it, it's, it's an all right song. It's fine to hear it around the holidays. <laughs> Top of the list, right there, baby. Top of the list, baby. Is that your Spotify rap? Huh? <laughs> oh yeah love me some mariah love me some mariah i might change my uh worth the point because i the why i don't necessarily like the song that you pick sneed mm-hmm. i live in west texas how i'm not going to, there you I, go you can get a white christmas if you go up to amarillo you get a white christmas about every other year yeah but you have to go up to amarillo I go I, up there I every other want, year. I, I do not want to go to Amarillo. <laughs> I go up to the Rillo every other year for Christmas. Hmm. Fun times? That's not with the in-laws. <laughs> I, I'll, I think I'll still award the point. Uh, I don't know. You better look the right way. <laughs> yeah, you you better. Just starting to, remember I, in remember my take versus power, take experience, that threatening, threatening the judge has never worked out once. <laughs> remember who's, who's at powder keg level right now? <laughs> Doesn't mean Don't I won't do come it. over there. Just go with your heart. <laughs> Unless your heart's wrong. <laughs> I'm going to award the point to Clint. Yes. Man, all I want Christmas is you. Uh, and it's it's here. I will say, I might mute it, Mike. Like this, starting right now, is already like the third or fourth time I've heard it, at least in passing. And not even just like on radio, it's like ads and things like that, commercials. I might as well just get it over. Oh yeah, you're gonna hear it, son. <laughs> if you're gonna get, if you're gonna get the win, you're gonna at least have to hit some Mariah. You. Like she's the new Christmas mascot at this point, right? Like more, more kids are like believe in Mariah Carey than Santa Claus. <laughs> like that. Santa. Like, <laughs> mm. 
I think that's good. I think that's good. That's fine. There it is. There we go. What was your backup songs? Um, backup songs, Holly Jolly Christmas. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and, and then the controversial one that I really don't like, uh, Feliz Navidad. <laughs> I like that one. Growing up, up, growing up, growing up in El Paso, we had to sing that song every year oh. in Christmas choir. Every year. And I got to a point where I just didn't like that song. <laughs> <laughs> My, it had nothing to do with the song it had everything to do with you know if every year from like first grade to like eighth grade you had to sing that song come on Steve sing it CDC bless the mood the one I was deciding between was all I want for Christmas is you and then for no other reason than if I hear it once it will be stuck in my head for a week is the I want a hippopotamus for Christmas? Oh, that one! Mm. Oh, if someone like, would have picked that, they would have won outright. And they they have like a the, the version <laughs> that I know is they have like a toddler singing it of some sort. Uh, I want a hippopotamus I mean, for Christmas. So like I'm being trolled right now. Uh. Chuck, Chuck letting me know that right now Bing Crosby's White Christmas is on Sunday, <laughs> Sunday 97. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. So just like you got to hear your. Uh, yeah, you know what's out there. Yeah, it's right there. So mm. being rolling it right there. All right, well, I will take my take versus take one. Thank you very mm. much. Yeah. Let's go from that into a money play of the day. Alexander on the underhand give back to the left wing. Takes it a little bit left. Now comes back all the way. Knocked away. Stolen by the Red Raiders. Here comes Pop Isaacs flying middle of the floor. McMillan right wing three. Keep getting hot. Bang! A gun's up three ball for McMillan. He's got 15. Un Right wing three by McMillan. Get out of here! Chance McMillan's got eight three-pointers. Largest lead for the Red Raiders at six. Man, that's a tough one to lose last night, but McMillan was fantastic. I don't know if you'll get eight threes out of him every single night, but he's been a great piece off the bench. Chuck came up with the... uh... He's hoping for half a chance tonight. <laughs> four. A Lady Raider with four That's threes. Funny. Half a That's chance. That's really good. That's really well done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling that, Chuck, so I'll, I'll be listening in for the half a chance. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can hit us up there as well. Powder keg, you say. Cue official questions. <laughs> Also got a hashtag. No, you can. Yeah, I mean, I mean, unless you just don't feel like being wrong, <laughs> because <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like our friend from the Miami Happy Game, Miami. who came up here with all the vitriol about the officials that screwed his team, and we found out that the guys did it exactly right. So there's that. Uh, this on the chat line, hashtag Go Pokes, hashtag F U T. Okay, with you. Uh, Tyler said rumors that Florida State current starting quarterback could be out tomorrow. So that's, uh, I don't know his first name, Rudemaker, who's the backup there. He took a pretty hard shot late in that game uh, against Florida, so that would be interesting. I I think either way, they're going to have to do a little bit of what they did against Florida uh, and lean on the defense, which is really good for the Seminoles. pretty good. Um, So we'll see what happens, but... Uh, maybe you are drawn in more this year due to the potential chaos. Curious face emoji, curious face emoji. Well, yeah, yeah and, but I also think it's the amount of chaos that could happen. Well, you have a lot of teams in the mix mm-hmm. right, right now, which is generally there's usually a team, ah, a team yes. that could get themselves in with with the right thing. Right now, if if the wrong team loses all four championship games, this could be, I mean, you could, Michigan, Florida State, Washington, Georgia could be easily be Oregon, Ohio State, Texas, mm-hmm. and somebody else. Who knows who? It, it feels, Louisville, maybe? It feels like you've never had. No, Louisville, the, they lost Kentucky. They can't do that. It, it feels like between the four spots, you've never had it like be up for grabs between as many teams as yeah. it is this year. And it's just funny that in the final year, of the 14 playoff that I've hated since the start of it, of the route that they went with it. 
Like, this is the most interesting one. It's kind of like the Pac-12. Like, the year it's uh, built to die was one of the more interesting Pac-12 years you've had. It's the mm. bottom line of 100.7, the score. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7, the score. Aren't you just uh, catch and catch up? In honor of Jamie. In honor of Jamie? Yeah. Well, oh. in, in in honor of the little chicken sandwich. Oh. And I wanted to dip it in. So. Don't you put that evil on me. It was more of the chicken sandwich than it was about uh, Jamie. About Jamie. He just, you know, gets associated with ketchup. It is the bottom line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Josh Foppel, Brennan Riker. It is a Friday. It is 1.15. It is time... To pick some games. We are uh, dangerously close to handing out a football trophy for blind projections and starting up a new season. So uh, it's getting more and more important with each week. So I just want, as you pick, Josh, I want you to feel the weight of that for Jamie. Knowing that he has a lead right now, too. I imagine it's a substantial lead on you, at least. (laughs) Okay. Pal. Am I wrong? Yes. <laughs> Am I? Actually, I can't remember if I'm third or second anymore. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, take that. Brennan and I are tied. I I imagine. Tied for what? Tied for overall record. So at the top. No, in second and third. <laughs> so Jamie's in still, and third. Jamie still has a lead. But it wasn't just over me. It's over <laughs> both of us. Yeah, Jamie uh, enters the week overall 64 and 56. Brennan and I... Or a cool 57 and 63, just under 500, missing the bowl game as of right now. I suspect, yeah, well, so unless I fully bomb today, it's not going to matter. Let's hope it happens. We'll start off with some conference championship games. Josh, you're up first. We'll go with Pac-12. Again, tonight, 6 o'clock, double T, 97-3. Fifth-ranked Oregon is a a 9.5-point favorite. Over undefeated third-ranked Washington. You're taking the Huskies or the Ducks? Straight up. Now, I, I heard them earlier today. Uh, this is the only part of the show that I actually caught. But I can't remember if Jamie said that he picked Oregon or Washington. He would feel better about Washington, I think he said. But I don't know if that means he would pick them to win. Um, I think Oregon's going to win. Okay. Jamie taking the... Oh, Jamie. <laughs> I mean, basically. Brennan? Oh, never mind. Yeah, baby Jamie. Little Jamie in there. I don't know your mini Jamie. About. <laughs> I'm going with Oregon as well. Ah oh, man, I'm gonna be lame and I'm gonna take Oregon. It's too important this week. I can't can't stray away. <laughs> uh, Texas is a 15 point favorite. We bump it up to 15 and a half to make sure we don't run into a push situation against Oklahoma State. We are picking this one with the spread. Uh, mini Jamie, you're up first. I don't like that nickname. What? <laughs> Mini Jamie. Uh, I think Oklahoma State makes this closer than 15. I think it's a two-touchdown game, essentially. So you're taking the pokes? I'm taking the pokes, but Texas still wins. Okay, then. Give me the Longhorns to just throttle them. We yeah, will get more I, into this game, though. In I take bit. Texas also. I don't think... Uh, I don't think they'll cover, so I'll take Texas. Top-ranked Georgia is a five-point favorite. Over eighth-ranked Alabama, picking straight up. Will anybody take the tide here? I think this is going to be a really good. This is to me. I know it's there's a toss-up over in the ACC, but I think this will be end up being the best game. Uh, we'll see what happens. I will take the dogs. I still have them as my three-peat champion, anyways. Why? Mm-hmm. Why switch that now? Yeah, I mean, it, not an exciting pick, but I'll pick Georgia also. Is Georgia on Brennan's mind? Not always, but right now it is. Mm, okay, <laughs> exciting. Okay, this is a spread. Good. This is a spread pick. Okay, we go to the Big Ten. Michigan, a twenty-two point favorite over Iowa. So as always for the spread picks, we're gonna bump it up to twenty-two and a half points. Will anybody take the Hawkeyes in the spread? Josh, uh, I'm gonna say no. 
No. No, I don't think they'll cover. I'll, I'll, I'll pick Michigan. Okay. You know what? I'll do it. <laughs> I'm with Jamie Jr. Give me the Hawkeyes to cover. Okay. Oh, Josh Island. <laughs> But just barely cover. Just barely cover. <laughs> just, just, Twenty-one just, points. Just barely. Like just, just barely. They lose by three. Is, three touchdowns. Not, not yeah. three touchdowns and a field goal. All right, this one straight up. Florida State taking on Louisville. Brennan, the Knolls uh, or the Cardinals? I'll take Florida State. All right, and this is such a toss-up to me. I'll, I'll go the opposite. I'll go Louisville just to. Uh, I'll go Florida State. All right, to the Mountain West we go. Boise State is a two and a half point favorite over UNLV. Give me UNLV. Uh, I would be lying if I told you I knew much about really anything <laughs> oh, about I'm this really game. An so expert over right. Yeah. So I'm all Boise State. Why not? All right, Blue Mountain State. Brennan? I'll take UNLV as well. They're at home, right? Like it's in Las Vegas? Yes. Mm-hmm. UNLV. Uh, Tulane is a three-point favorite against SMU. It's 22nd ranked Tulane. Will you take SMU? Or will you take Tulane? Uh, I'll take... Yeah, I'll take Tulane. Okay. Brennan? I'll take the wave. Yeah, we're going to be flush on this. We'll all, all take Tulane. Uh, this is your college football playoff projection. So, the one who has the most right oh, okay. will get a point. If there are two of us that have three teams correct and sure. one of us has two, two of us will get a point. Obviously, if any of us get it, all four right, they will get a point. So, this is how this one's going to work, just so we all know. Okay. Uh, you just... You just went first? Yeah. Brennan, college football playoff teams. Go. Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Oregon. Not in any particular order. Yeah, you don't have to see them or anything like that. I guess to stick with my Louisville beats Florida State pick, then I will go Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Texas. Texas Longhorns. Um, man. Okay. Yeah, I'll go Georgia, Michigan. I think we all we all had that right. Mm-hmm. Okay, at this point, Georgia, Georgia, Michigan, Oregon. I fully wasn't listening to anybody else's pick. So that makes it better because we're not swaying you. Anymore. Um, Georgia, Michigan, Oregon. And um, who are they going to put above? Florida State. Yeah, why not? Okay. I was just looking at the rankings and thinking through the games and Wait, stuff like so that. Georgia, but Michigan, Florida Georgia, State. Michigan, Washington. Oh. Georgia, Michigan, Oregon. Sorry, I said <laughs> I <was> Oregon. <laughs> Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Florida State. <laughs> You're confusing him more. I was like, didn't you pick Yeah, I picked Oregon. Yeah, you're right. All right, let's Uh, go to the Big 12 Big East Challenge. A couple games here to pick. Uh, Both tonight, 6th-ranked Houston is at Xavier. Xavier is the only Big East school that has played in this multiple times and is undefeated. They are 4-0 all-time in this series. Not against Houston, but... In the Big 12 Big East Challenge. Um, that will change tonight. Give me Houston. Josh? Very cool. Um, I I truly don't know. I'll pick Houston to lose. That's where I'll stand. <laughs> that was a very Jamie way to say that. So Houston to lose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brennan? Okay, I'm glad he picked Xavier because I was going to pick them, but I'm going with Houston. All right, uh, four versus five. This is at Lawrence. UConn is at Kansas. Ooh. Josh, who wins this game? Uh, Kansas. 
Okay. Brennan? Kansas. Wow, really? <laughs> Man. Are you like that far, that high up on... UConn is fantastic, and Kansas has some issues. issues. Um, some depth issues. But, I mean, I... I gotta pick Kansas. This is totally. This is totally a. This is totally a heart pick. <laughs> totally a heart pick. They, didn't you just? Say I you thought you to, like, guys were gonna go with UConn. Didn't you say you had to start making some moves? Well, but to... this is different. I thought you guys were gonna pick UConn, <laughs> or at least one of you. So basically, we just secured Jamie a victory. High five! Hey, we need a, a tiebreaker. We'll get in the break. Awesome. It's the bottom line, one point seven. The score. <laughs> I I I swore it was going to be two one UConn be on Kansas. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the bottom line podcast from one hundred point seven. The score. It is the bottom line on one hundred point seven. The score and one hundred seven. The score dot com. Clint Scott, Josh Foppel. Brennan Riker behind the glass hanging out with us. We're live from the first United Bank studio. Hour 15 more with us. We'll uh, do some tell me I'm wrong in hour number three. We'll have some most interesting facts of the day in hour number three. Uh, But before we get to hour number three, we must uh, finish hour number two. And we will do that with a question of the day. Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Brought to you by someone not named Jamie. All right, Texas Tech basketball. Yesterday was an action. They fall in overtime uh, to Butler. It was the uh, first true road game. Uh, you know, Butler team, we'll see what they end up being. They overturned a bunch of that roster, like a lot of teams do. Um, you have, a, uh, to me, a great offensive night. You get battered on the boards. Defense wasn't up to snuff at times. Uh, but the end result is you're sitting now with a 5-2 and two record. Next up, you're back at home for a couple of games stretched out over the next two weeks. So you have Omaha next Wednesday. Uh, and then just under a couple of weeks from now, on the following Tuesday, on the 12th, you'll host Oral Roberts. The Mavericks will enter at 5-4. and four. They don't have another game. Uh, before they see you, their losses are to TCU, North Texas, Lindenwood, and Air Force. The only game they really got blown out of those was to TCU. The Golden Eagles will have played two more games before you see them. Okay, uh, But as of now, they are 2-4 and four with losses to UT Arlington, Missouri State, Texas A&M, and Kansas State. Which that Kansas State one, by the way, went to overtime, whatever that means to you. So I'm going to leave this question very vague and very open for Texas Tech basketball. But over their next two matchups, what do you want to see? Over their next two matchups, what I would like to see is... Well, that's a great question. Um, I First off, I need a preface. Because I know someone's gonna, <laughs> someone's gonna be like, well, why don't you? Why aren't you calling the plays and stuff like that? That's not what I'm trying to say. Um, it it felt a lot like what I thought was left on the court. It's hard for me to say this too because Chance McMillan did a really great great job putting shots up when I thought they could have passed more. But any time that I thought that a shot goes up and it goes in. That said, I feel like that happened about half the time. So it felt like there was more shots or or more passes that could have been made that could have given you better opportunities. Mm-hmm. I and, think in the first half that didn't help you because you had some contested, more contested twos that I do agree then got forced and then you got away. I say got away, started out uh, not finding a way to get like transition buckets as much. And part of that was from your defense, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you're giving up second-chance points and when you're getting beat up on the boards, it's hard to kind of get that up-and-down pace of play that it seems like you know, Coach McCaslin wants out of this team. So, sorry. Just... No, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's probably something that I would like to uh, see. 
I don't know what the remedy for that is. Just pass more, but that's not that probably goes against the style of play that you're after. I think you it's know? just more of shot selection. Yeah. Okay. That's um, a good way to put it. And you're even the best team in college basketball will walk away going, well, we didn't always take like we didn't take the best shot available every single time, but you can I mean up your percentages quite a bit, right? Yeah. Um so okay, so shot selection. Sure. Yeah, then that's what I meant when I needed to preface it because I have to recognize that it still went fairly well. And I'm like, you know, like you were saying, particularly in the first half, sometimes it went pretty well where half the time I was thinking there was probably an extra pass there. Mm-hmm. It it would go in. But, you know, it still looked like there was, yeah, shot selection still looked like there was something else you could have done to like give yourself a better opportunity. And that was something... Like that's something I took away from uh, against Villanova, mm. and then in the first half against Northern Iowa, I do think that that has been an issue at times um, this season, and something that can get better. So no, I like it. Okay, Brennan. One thing that I would like to see in these next two games, because I think you'll have the opportunity to do so, is number one start establishing a better interior defense because that's where Butler beat you. They yeah. were in the paint no doubt. constantly nonstop last night. I, I don't know exactly what their figures on paint points was, but I, I can, I'm going to wager that it was a lot and you didn't offer very much resistance. They had there 38 some, points in the paint. And there were some mismatches uh, uh, down low there, but it just felt that, a lot of their production. Excuse me, forty-two points in the paint. Sorry, forty-two. My bad. That's only four points. Reading the wrong. Math, math is hard. Math's hard. But yeah, that's one thing I'd like to see. Another thing that I would like to see is Tech start to work, you know, from inside out offensively. Because there, there was times where, obviously, shot selection plays a part in this, but, um. You know, if if you're trying to start outside and just uh, other than Chance McMillan, I felt like some of the three point shot selection um, wasn't the best. But there was times like, especially in the start of the game, and I know Butler made some adjustments defensively um, because you're not not everything's you're not always going to get to be able to just get in the paint easily and try to score there. But I like to see Tech utilize the paint more and then use that for opportunities, maybe some kick out, and then there's your opportunity for a good look at a three-pointer. Um, yeah, I think you guys are, on that part, are kind of meshing yours together because they go obviously go hand-in-hand because hand, um, we all know, I mean, typically if you go inside out, as far as if you're going to take a three, that's the best way to do it. Or if you get one off of an offensive rebound, right, because you're lost, um, the defense is trying to catch up and all that good stuff. Um, so I think yours are going hand in hand. I think for me, because the the rebounding and and kind of the toughness, maybe I'm not questioning their toughness defensively. Don't get me wrong, that was an issue though last night, challenging in the paint. Um, I think that that was more of a one off, and I think that had more to do with you being on the road for the first time. Now we'll see if you have like a couple more games like that. But like that Andre Screen guy, that's the best game he's had. By far. And you had a lot of guys that just kind of played bully ball with the way they drove. And then I also think you have to give you have to give Butler credit because their interior passing was phenomenal last night. Um, but you didn't help, if that makes sense. But for me, I think the thing that I want to see over the next two games, um, and it's more because I think it will happen eventually or i it will happen eventually at some point so i would just rather see it sooner than later pop isaacs has continued to score for you by the way and he's made two of your biggest clutch buckets this year one with the winner over northern iowa uh, on thanksgiving and then last night uh finding a way to score to send you two overtime so this isn't i'm not saying he's having a bad season by any means but we all know uh that he is a great outside shooter and right now, uh, it's been a it's been a rough start for what it could be. And I, I like I said, I'm expecting that percentage to go up. Um, and I think 
Something else, too, is you develop more of your scoring from the bench and the depth side and keep getting what you're getting from Toussaint uh, and then, you know, like Darian Williams. That will help because it's not so much of a, a load on his shoulders offensively, and it hasn't been this year. But the more you develop that, you know, the more as a defense, you can't just focus in on pop. And I also think maybe some shot selection getting better for him at times would help as well. I just would like to see him have a couple of nights where, and he doesn't even have to have a McMillan night where he's eight for 10, but just where a couple of nights where it seems like he's on from deep. Well, and the other thing is, I don't know how many opportunities he got in that overtime period. I don't know how many touches he's got, but I think the only player that scored in overtime was DeSant. I, I, I could be wrong, but I thought it was interesting that we didn't see any threes from McMillan in overtime. Well, it felt, it felt like game. you lost your, to me, it felt like you lost your legs in overtime. And I think that's a depth issue as well, because I mean, you got all of your guards playing just so many minutes, which that is to, to me, that's not a promising sign though towards big 12 play, because as tough as that game ended up being last night, like you're going to run into a lot tougher guard matchups and needing those minutes when you get to big 12 play. Mm. Um, but getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the bottom line podcast from 100.7. The score. I'm a pop tart now, like a, like a real pop tart, not, not the ones you guys are throwing out there. What's your go-to? Okay. Um, is it, is it strawberry or cinnamon? Pop-tart? I you guys just confused me with multiple noises at once. I was like a dog trying to listen to like two commands at once. I don't know what to do. Should I just go to the bathroom here? I don't get it. Go ahead, Brennan. <laughs> He's gone. What, 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 strawberry or cinnamon? Yeah. Um, I is mean, it is it one of those? The your the, go-to. My, I would say the ones that rotate through our house the most um, is a is a tie yet. between. You're going to punch me? You if say, I say blueberry. Anti-blueberry? I'm a little anti-blueberry. Uh, brown sugar cinnamon. Yeah. Um, that's the one that my wife and I both like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the s'mores one and wildberry. It's like a three-way tie between those. I don't think I've ever had wildberry. Oh, man. So it just tastes like the 90s, dude. It also looks like the night. Like when weirdly, I think I, of a weirdly, I think I know what you're talking about because it's the one that looks like a Saved by the Bell still. Yeah, that's on it, it's got like a little bit of purple yeah. and blue, and and it's like a purple and blue that the only way you will find that shade of those colors is on the Wildberry Pop Tart. It doesn't exist anywhere sure. else. Like you can go to Home Depot and do like or, or like Lowe's and you do like the color match thing. You're like, yes, yeah, sorry, we don't got it. We don't got either of those. I don't know what to tell you. That's kind of their own thing, dude. Uh, it's time for Tell Me I'm Wrong. Josh. Yes. I would say volunteered, but was voluntold. He's doing a Tell Me I'm Wrong today. Pretty much. I never get a selection in this. It's pretty much just like, a, hey, you're doing this today. <laughs> or else. You forgot about the or else. Or, or else. Yeah. Okay. My tell me I'm wrong is NFL related because heaven forbid we go through a show without mentioning the NFL. Uh, so, gentlemen, if you want to pull up the NFL standings as well as they stand. Can I sit no. while I pull up the NFL or do I have? Just kidding. Uh, so what I'm going to focus on are the last teams in uh, each respective division. So AFC West, it's the Chargers. AFC North, it's the Bengals. AFC South, it's the Titans. AFC East is the Patriots. I think I would have, if you had me predict them, like go back to the start of the season and say, you know, week, what are we in? Week uh, 12? Mm -hmm. Um, Week 12, pick in the AFC, the four last place teams in their division, I would have been wrong on three of them because I would have picked I would have picked the Patriots because at this point with the Jets too, um, obviously the Aaron Rodgers injury happened yeah. immediately, but I wouldn't have had them. So I, I would have been one for, I would have been one for four. That's a good point. You know, that's a good thing to talk about even just as is because mm-hmm. it is, it, it really is surprising that even at the point of the season we're in, 
that the Bengals and the Chargers haven't managed to like kind of crawl back. Mm-hmm. You kind of don't expect them to be in last place, is what I mean. Well, in Cincinnati, I mean, you know, the Joe Burrow injury now yeah. is huge, but that's not what put them behind yeah, the eight that, ball. That just I mean, the offense recently. was just flat in those opening weeks. And then, I mean, the the combination of not that they're just leaps and bounds ahead of the Titans, but certainly the Texans and Colts are are playing much better football than I anticipated them to do. So, sorry, a little side note. You're I wrong. Think it's, it's a good path to to go down. All right, so um, I'm I'm not going to list them again, but the last teams in each respective uh, division is what I'm looking at. So the tell me I'm wrong is I'm looking at them. I will name them again. And the NFC, because I didn't name them. The Commanders for the NFC East, uh, Cardinals, NFC West, uh, Bears, NFC North, and Panthers, NFC South. So out of those eight teams, four per conference, um, I'm looking at who kind of has the worst outlook. And... Despite the Bears kind of continually being not great, is a kind way to put it, probably. And where the Panthers sit at one win, I would still say the Patriots are kind of the worst off when it comes to not just right now, but heading into the the end of the season not too far away through the draft. And stuff, and that puts them above the Bears. That puts them above the Cardinals. Uh, sorry, worse than the Cardinals. Worse, mm-hmm. worse positions than the Bears. I think the Patriots, out of the teams, are in a worse position going into next season, mm-hmm. just because I think there's more damage going on. Not maybe not going on, but there's. It's it's a worse projection for the Patriots than for the other teams that are kind of bottom of the barrel right now, and I, it's hard hmm. for me to put the Bears there, but it's really not because they have, they're going to end up with two, top ten picks. Yeah, they're pretty easily. They feel of of like if you're doing the triangle of, the Panthers, Bears, and Patriots. To me, I, I would say by far the best outlook is the Bears, and it's a big piece of that. But they also have. Some nice pieces. Mm. Uh, it's just not obviously all the way together, and Justin Fields has not progressed in a way that they had anticipated. By the way, do you remember there was like MVP odds on Fields at the start of the season? I do not remember that. Yeah, that's I, wild. I thought that was crazy. It has ended up being crazy so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like out of those three, yeah, I think they have the best. Um, I, I think I'll disagree with you, though. I think I will tell you you're wrong. Okay. Because the Panthers have now fired two coaches in a very short span. And it doesn't look like even though, you know, they had they got Bryce Young. I'm not trying to say that it can't get better, but you've had two failed regimes real fast. Um, and now you're looking around for, hey, what's what's this coaching situation going to be? Because you have you have if you have to make this next hire a perfect one, because you have to develop a guy that you put chips in, and like you mentioned with owning uh, the Bears, owning your first round pick, mm-hmm. like you have to make this right um, as far as the hire goes. Um, otherwise, you're going to be I don't know what's like eight miles behind the eight ball, not just behind the <laughs> ball. it. I think the Panthers are in the worst spot in the NFL right now. And then on top of it, even if what what if it doesn't matter? What if Bryce Young just isn't a good NFL quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Because there's the other side. And then it doesn't you could do the other way and you could get the best possible coach, which is hard to do, by the way. You could get the best possible coach for the situation and then still miss on the pick because we have so many busts. Um they've traded away some of their better assets over the past few years. And so it's not like they're sitting there going, well, just wait till all of like this whole team grows up a little bit. And we're not saying that about the Panthers. So, man, I, I, I think you're wrong. I don't think the Patriots are in a great spot by any means, but man, I think the Panthers are 
a dumpster fire right now. So before we get to Brennan, my counter to that is the same things that you said about the Patriots, sorry, the Panthers and their coaching situation, I would apply to the Patriots as well, because even though they have Bill Belichick, the conversations has, have started, or at least, you know, as of a few weeks ago and stuff, if is Bill Belichick really going to stick around much longer? Are the Patriots going to keep Bill Belichick around much longer? Mm-hmm. And that same coaching situation applies to the Patriots, especially not being settled at quarterback and not, uh, you know, those answers, not not having the answers to to that. And here's just to bounce off that. Sure. We'll just play a little ping pong right okay. now. We'll never throw it to Brennan ever, ever. Belichick has been there so long. Mm-hmm. It's not that I am just supremely confident that they will nail it if they do make a coaching change or eventually when they make a coaching change. But I have more confidence in Kraft and in the Patriots right now than I do in the Panthers organization to find a guy that can help turn them around because they're 0 for 2. Okay. Brennan? I'm, I didn't know really how to approach this because they're all bad teams. But as far as <laughs> outlook goes, what Clint says is making – made a lot of sense when you think about what that franchise what Carolina's franchise has done and they have not done well for a long time and they've been really mismanaged so my, my short and sweet is I, I, I'll I say you're wrong and I'll actually agree with Clint with his take sweet so I get to tell me I'm wrong point right <laughs> just because he agreed with me <laughs> Because I, I, I don't, I don't know about Arizona really, and like you said, Patriots have a proven winning uh, franchise. Although they haven't been winning of late, uh, not of late. It is the bottom line. One hundred point seven. The score. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.